Marriage will destroy you. What do I mean by that? Well, we hear all the time in our culture, in the news, anecdotally from like friends and, you know, your own kind of experience when you're out in the world, we hear all the time that marriage can completely tear you apart. The divorce rate is super high. I hear a lot um, from people on social media about like women who divorce their husbands and then like trade up and then bankrupt their husbands in doing this. And anyway, there's just so much about a person that can like fall apart when you get married. That's why a lot of people aren't wanting to get married. And I will say in some senses, they are right. They are right about this, but not necessarily in the way that the culture says that they are going to be right. So here is my take on this thing. When you get married, you put yourself basically in like this big instant pot that kind of heats up everything really, really intensely, right? You are in this relationship with another person. They see everything about you, the good and the bad, lots of bad and the ugly, um, all of this stuff. They have like a front row seat too. It is extremely humbling and it is extremely vulnerable. In that space, in a Christian marriage, when you have the grace from the sacraments of baptism that you both have had and the grace of the sacrament of your marriage vows, when you have that grace pouring on you, what marriage does is it actually destroys all of the things about you that are unsavory. <laughs> your pride, your selfishness, your um, self-focus, your desire to have everything done the way you want it to. Marriage destroys all of those things if you let it. And what is left is your true self, the gorgeous, beautiful person that God has created you to be. Marriage allows for you through this like instant pot of pressure in the relationship, if you will, if you follow this analogy, through all of that, what emerges on the other side is you in the image of God, truly, truly in the image of God. So the fruits of the Spirit are so their love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, faithfulness, right? That fidelity and self-control, all of those things that the Lord promises us through the Holy Spirit are made manifest through the sacrament of marriage. Now, one of the things that I hear, advice that I hear given as a marriage counselor is don't go into marriage expecting the other person to change. This is very good advice because I think that when we get married or well, when we're dating someone, we see, we start to see like a window into some things about them that are not awesome, right? Some things that could change, some things you don't like, some things that don't really work with your personality. And I think there's a temptation that, you know what? I love this person. I don't like this stuff. We'll just get married and we'll fix it all. And there are two sides to this. The first side is when you're talking about things about them as a person. So like introvert versus extrovert. I'm extremely extroverted. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I'm extremely extroverted and my husband is extremely introverted. And when we got married, there was this sense in me that was like, extroverted is right. And so I want you to be as extroverted as I am. So I would pack our social calendar really full. We were busy every weekend. We had all of these hangouts with friends. All of, We just had all this stuff. Our calendar was very full. There was very little margin in our life. And I came to realize through years and years of being married to him and years of the conflict instant pot situation coming about with that, I realized, you know what? I am trying to form him into my image. I'm trying to make this introverted person in an extroverted form because in some way, in some pride, I think that's best. Okay, that is an example of something that will not change. I cannot overschedule my husband into becoming an extrovert when he's an introvert. That is something that will not change. And thanks be to God for that, because now as I've pressed into that, I'm realizing the beauty of rest and margin in your life and pouring into your family and being at home and being in the home. So he has made me die to those pieces. He didn't make me do it, but our marriage made me die to those pieces of myself. Um, 
and kind of destroy this idea that my extroverted personality is the best, right? Is the best way. It's the number one thing. And that instant pot of our marriage really melted away a lot of that stuff. And there's beauty now in the rhythm of our day as I'm being docile to the beauty of introversion, right? So that piece of trying to change his introversion to extroversion, that will never change. There are other things about like personality-wise that won't change really. So like if someone's a night owl versus a morning person, if someone is messy versus super tidy. Um, from, from a from a what is their inclination perspective, those kinds of things will not change. But, but, this is a big but, I firmly believe that marriage, in this spirit of marriage will destroy you, I firmly believe that marriage will actually allow you to be made more holy. So if you're seeing things in a person that are vice based, the grace from the sacrament of marriage actually can change that person and should, ought to change that person into a more virtuous person. What do I mean by that? What is a um, what is an example of a vice that can be changed into a virtue? Well, something like anger. So if someone struggles, having the feeling of anger is actually not a problem, but the expression of anger can actually be very harmful. Like if someone is yelling or if someone is um, cursing or if someone is, you know, like engaging in, in angry behaviors from that anger, like living out of that space, that is a vice, right? The feeling is fine, but the expression of that anger is a vice that needs to change into a virtue. That self-control, that patience, kindness, those sorts of things need to be forming you and informing the way you react and respond to your anger, changing you from reacting to it and just doing whatever you feel like doing to responding to the feeling in a way that is virtuous and appropriate and upholds the other person's dignity. So you can expect that in a marriage, the person will be able to grow in that those virtues of self-control and patience and kindness and slowly or quickly depending, but usually slowly, that those expressions of anger that are not good and healthy, those will melt away. Now, I'm not talking about abuse. Abuse is a totally different situation. If there's abuse in a relationship, the most virtuous thing is to leave the relationship. But what I'm talking about is non-abusive forms of expressing anger. Those sorts of things can and will change over time. So those are the things that will get destroyed. And thanks be to God for that. That is a good thing, right? It is good and holy for you to allow marriage to sanctify you. This is one of those things that I think people don't think about when we talk about marriage sanctifying you. We think about sanctifying, I think, in this kind of idealistic term, um, or like we say the term and, and experience it in an idealistic way. So we're like, oh, that sounds so like romanticized that I'm going to be made into a saint, right? Louis and Zelie, Saints Louis and Zelie, St. Teresa's parents, they are saints now because of the grace of their marriage and their family and all that. Like how beautiful that is. And it is beautiful. But when you get into the nitty gritty of what that means, the practical examples of what that means... That means you're going to be dying to yourself a lot. That means marriage is going to be destroying these pieces of you that are not of God so that your true, authentic, beautiful, holy self can emerge on the outside. And yes, that is going to make you into a saint, but the process of it can be very brutal. And the reality is if you're not called to marriage and you're doing that in celibacy, right? You're growing in holiness and celibacy. You're also going to be destroyed in that space as well. It's not just marriage that does it. It's your vocation that makes you holy. But marriage truly, when lived according to God's design, shaves away, instant pots away, all of the pieces of you that are not of God so that your true, authentic, beautiful, holy self can emerge and can spend eternity with God in heaven. So if you like this video, if you like the content that we're putting out, particularly the things that I'm putting out that are very niched in this dating, engagement, pre-engagement, all that stuff, please make sure you like 
this video, subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell so you never miss a video. What this does is it blesses us by letting us know what content you like. It blesses you by giving you more of this content in your feed and it blesses the world at large because it forces the algorithm to spread this message. So it's kind of like an evangelization, which I think is very beautiful. So like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. It will bless us so much. And until next time, stay close to the heart of Jesus and be not afraid. Bye.